0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm John. And I'm Parker. And we are ready to taste some whiskey.
1: That is correct. We have a really exciting episode today. We are trying Tennessee whiskey today. You might have heard of it. Great state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be tasting Jack Daniels and a variety of their offerings today.
0: Perhaps the best known Tennessee whiskey.
1: Uh, Possibly the best known American whiskey.
0: Arguably a bourbon.
1: You could make that argument, but they don't. And we won't. <laughs> I, I'm still unclear as to why. I guess they just really love the Tennessee whiskey aspect of it.
0: I think so. I think that, you know, it's distinct. And also, Brown Foreman doesn't need another bourbon. They have plenty of great bourbons in their portfolio.
1: Yeah. And I, I imagine when they went all in on Tennessee whiskey, it was before the big bourbon boom of however many years ago. Oh,
0: well, yeah. Because I mean, they've
1: been around for quite some time.
0: About how long would you say?
1: Well, I can tell you, based on my notes, that they were officially established in 1866. <laughs>
0: that's pretty old.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty good.
0: So, like, Tennessee gets back into the Union, and they're like, we need a distillery. I mean, kind of. <laughs> I'm
1: not 100%. That's not what happened. But then again, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to it. And wasn't it the first
0: registered distillery in the U.S.? Oh, man.
1: You know, I believe, John, that it was.
0: And so that makes sense, that they had to be in the U.S. to be registered in the U.S. That is tr-
1: very true. So that is, that's the reason they, they rejoined the union, mm-hmm. was to be the first registered distillery in said union. But uh, yeah, we've got a variety of offerings for them. Um, let's see. Looking at what we got here, seven different things to try. Oh, boy.
0: I think we can do it.
1: And I miscounted eight. No, no. I was right. Seven different things. So many things, I'm losing count.
0: We haven't even started drinking yet.
1: I That doesn't bode well for later in the episode. But uh, as I like to do, we'll give a little background on the brand, as we talked about. Uh, obviously, uh, established in 1866, uh, registered, uh, the first registered distillery in the United States, uh, founded by Jasper Newton Daniel. Get out. The Jasper Newton Daniel? Mm-hmm. Friends call him Jack. okay. Uh, he's a uh, little background on him. He was taken in by Reverend Dan Call in 1864. Uh, he learns the art of whiskey making from the preacher and enslaved man, Nathan... Nearest Green. Uh, Jack would later hire Green as his head distiller. Uh, a lot of people, uh, our listeners, would probably know uh, Uncle Nearest, the uh, the brand, which I believe was uh, is, is at least partially owned by his descendants.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a heritage brand, right? That like that.
1: Yeah, which is really cool. But uh, yeah, there's I I don't know I, on their website. If you go, if you look at it, they do they're really transparent about the fact that that's where he learned to make whiskey.
0: Oh, Jack Daniels' website?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're very upfront about like, hey, it was really Uncle Nearest who was teaching him how to do it, which is really cool. I mean, and then, you know, the enslavement part, not as much, but.
0: We should try, um, we should definitely think about trying an Uncle Nearest and like Jack Daniels like side by side to see.
1: Uh, yeah, I would be interested in that because actually I really enjoy Uncle Nearest.
0: I, I know I've had it, but it was like, I had it outside at like a festival, and it was raining, and so it was just not a good sipping experience.
1: Uh, but yeah, I would love to do that as a side by side, just to see if you can uh, you can spot any major differences,
0: or I mean similarities. That'd be kind of wild to think that like you know the resurrected yeah. brand, no, for and sure. Jack Daniels share that
1: for sure. But uh, a little more background on our uh, uh, our Jack Daniels whiskey here. Uh, In 1904, Old Number Seven uh, takes a gold medal at the World's Fair in St. Louis. And to
0: be clear, Old Number Seven, are we trying that today?
1: Uh, That is the first thing we're trying today.
0: I'm so stoked.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's
0: like the that's like the thing. If you you know, when they're talking about brushing your teeth with a bottle of Jack, Mm -hmm. it's Old Number Seven.
1: Yeah, that is from which all else came, Jack Daniels wise is Old Number Seven. Uh, Let's see here. But we
0: don't know what the do we know about the number seven? Like, why is it? Did it take seven recipes to get?
1: You know, that if... I might have to look that, up. That's a job for our producer who's not here, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm filling it as best I can, John.
0: <laughs> doing great. Doing great.
1: Uh, did a little more background on Jack. In uh, 1906, he uh, Jack breaks his toe, kicking his safe, an injury which eventually worsens and takes his life. So c- kind of a rough way to go.
0: If I had a nickel for every time I kicked my safe and didn't even think about it...
1: Uh, so Cave Spring Hollow in Lynchburg is, uh, is what provides the water that makes Jack Daniels what it is. Uh, I don't know why I have that fact right after that other thing, but there you go. Uh, Jack leaves the distillery to his nephew, uh, Lem Motlow, and uh, and then it kind of goes from there in the family.
0: So Lem didn't didn't mess up?
1: No, apparently not. Apparently they uh, they kept that train rolling.
0: All right, so we can—I want to— Get our listeners off the edge of their seat about the old number seven, because I found out, according to Daniel's biographer, old number seven refers to the number assigned to the distillery for government registration. He was forced to change the registration number when the federal government redrew the district and became number 16 in District 5 instead of number seven in District 4, whatever that means. But old number seven.
1: There we go. Good, good to know. Uh, one of their fun fact about Jack Daniels, they make their own barrels. What? Which is pretty cool.
0: That's, yeah, I don't know of any other distilleries. I mean, I know other distilleries do that, but off the top of my head, I don't know of any.
1: Yeah, no, really cool stuff. So, yeah, in front of us, we have our first sample of the evening, uh, the old number seven. But first, let's take a quick break. And we're back. Got this Jack Daniels old number seven in front of us.
0: All right, here we go. What's
1: your, your first impressions, John?
0: It's got a, um, the nose is actually really pleasant compared to what I was expecting for what's you know a, a well known kind of whiskey for partying sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think it re- re- you know it's
1: like twenty ish dollars. Yeah, on I, the shelf.
0: The nose is like really, um, really floral. I think I think that's kind of a.
1: I get a little bit of a uh, kind of sweetness on it too. Uh, it's mellowed through 10 feet of sugar maple charcoal.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's what I was picking up, but I would be a lie.
1: Mm-hmm. Matured in their handcrafted barrels and uh, coming in at a 80 proof.
0: Strong 80 proof. It actually, is probably one of the most, um, like that nose is one of the most aromatic of any 80 proof whiskey I've smelled. I mean, I'm just getting a lot. Even if I can't pick out like what that weird kind of banana-y, but not quite mm-hmm. smell is. So you say it's it goes through this charcoal that's the Lincoln County process?
1: Ooh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have that detail in here. I just have it's uh, 10 feet of sugar maple charcoal.
0: I have it on good authority that it is the Lincoln County process. I will take your word for that. And it's named for the location of the original Jack Daniels Distillery in none other than Lincoln County. What do you think?
1: Well, I'm going to be honest. I don't love it. <laughs> Um, the palate is uh, try to let's see here. I get a little bit of fruit.
0: Yeah, would you? I mean, so maybe we can start by like knocking off a few things that it's not. I don't find this to be hot at all.
1: Well, no, no, definitely not.
0: It's it's very drinkable. It's almost mm-hmm. like a light beer in terms of whiskey because I mean the eighty proof is. You know. Yeah,
1: it's it's got a nice like carameliness to it. <clears throat> And I I can, I can definitely tell you if I, if I already had four or five drinks, I wouldn't mind this at all.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like starting the night off with it, it's not really exciting. But at the same time, if I was at a wedding and I was like, oh, I just want to have something that I can sip on over the course of the evening, this might actually be a good contender. Because if you're drinking like a barrel proof, if they even had that at a wedding, you get kind of messed up. And this would be like a safe sipper. Yeah, full
1: disclosure, at my wedding, uh, we had Jack Daniels change to Jim Beam Black.
0: And also uh, Remus Repeal Reserve. Uh, yeah, that's what I drank. Yeah, that's and <laughs> and that's why we both barely remember the mm. end of your wedding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember most of it. It was great.
0: We remember as much as we needed to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I, I think I, I really, I enjoy this. I wouldn't say this is, um, I mean, it tastes a lot like a bourbon to me. I mean, if you were to say, you know, this is, Distinct from bourbon, I I really couldn't tell you how, I mean, I'm surprised that it's, it's got a different nose, but like the taste, I really don't see much of a difference.
1: Yeah, I get a little, like I said, a little bit of fruit, a little bit of like sweet caramel to it. Yeah, it's very, very easy drinking.
0: I guess the finish is a little bit different, but it's not as different as I would have expected based on like this idea that it's going through like charcoal. Like it's not peaty like scotch either. Yeah. It's and I mentioned that because, you know, scotch has this, uh, you know, some, some scotches are peated and have a little more fire influence on them.
1: So what are we going to now? So next up, we've got the Jack Honey. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's going to be some honey influence here.
0: I'd say. And it's a, like a honey liqueur blended yes. with Jack?
1: Yeah, so it's a blend of old number seven. And a a honey liqueur that they make.
0: You smell the honey right on the nose. It's
1: made with real honey. And it definitely smells like it's real honey.
0: Can you get honey from anything but a bee? It's got to be from a bee, right? Like, can you get honey from a hornet?
1: I would guess not. (laughs) Based on the hornet's nests I've I've encountered in my life, I don't think they were... Super useful. I was just mentioning
0: that because I was watching that episode of It's Always Sunny, and Charlie's trying to get, a, get down what he thinks is a bee's nest, learns that it's a hornet's nest, hornet's nest and he doubles down, and he's like, well, let's see if there's any honey inside of that. <laughs> Thankfully, some good old-fashioned honeybee honey here.
1: And then this guy is uh, coming in at 70 proof.
0: Boy, oh, that's sweet. That's really...
1: You know what? Honestly, I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
0: really, really tasty.
1: Yeah, that is. It's definitely sweet. I don't think I could drink four of these.
0: No. I think, well, you'd have to like mix it with something. I mean, it'd be great in, a, in a, any sort of like cocktail that calls for like honey. Mm-hmm. I
1: would... I'm, well, I'm sure they have a variety of cocktails that you can, they've come up with already for it.
0: Oh, for sure. Like on the Jack Daniels website, I'm sure.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Be, I mean, definitely really sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. What was that? It almost tastes like. It almost tastes like a there's a little... there's almost like nothing other than honey that I can pick out of that.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit of maple.
0: Oh man, you're so right. Actually, yeah, I can get that on the finish.
1: Yeah, that's that that would be my other note there. But yeah, it's you know, that's kind of what they're going for though.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I can't think of anything else that's like this on the market. I mean, are there? I guess there are other honey liqueur. Like maybe Jim Beam has something, honey.
1: Uh, yeah, Jim Beam's got it. Wild Turkey's got it. Um, Evan Williams has one.
0: Oh man, so everybody's every, all the big distillers have this. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think they all kind of got on this. I.
0: But like, why honey? I mean, is it because college students need something? College students need to drink whiskey too. See, I don't think it's.
1: I don't think it was originally designed for college students. I think it, my guess would be. This would be really popular among, like, the 65-ish crowd. It's oh. like, a, hey, I'm having a, having a glass of something.
0: You know what? That's funny because I do know somebody who's uh, n- almost 60 and drinks a peanut butter whiskey most evenings. Like, just a little tiny, like, taster of w- peanut butter whiskey.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I could totally see that. I mean, my uh, mother-in-law likes to do a glass of Baileys on ice. Like.
0: Yeah, that's like a, your dessert drink. And All it's right. not going to kill you.
1: All right, now this one might... Force us to change glassware after this, <laughs> after this taste.
0: What, what do we got coming up?
1: This is Jack Fire.
0: That sounds awful.
1: Now, now, open mind.
0: Now, now, Brown Cow.
1: I mean, I know you're Mr. Tennessee Whiskey, so I figured you would.
0: Well, you know, I'm Mr. Brown Foreman. I'm always a big fan of their their stuff. Oh
1: boy, <laughs> you're gonna love that nose.
0: Wow, it smells like um, I walked into Michael's at Christmas time.
1: Smelling this just reminds me of the like post-credit line from Talladega-, Talladega Nights that's just like, if you don't like Big Red, then fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's totally, yeah. It's got that strong spiced apple. Yeah, there is there's a lot of cinnamon there. A lot of cinnamon.
1: So Jack Fire is a blend of old number seven in cinnamon liqueur, made with real cinnamon, and again coming in at 70 proof.
0: I wonder how much real cinnamon and real, how much real honey goes into these. Uh, you know, I don't know.
1: I imagine that is a trade secret.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's... Um,
1: Honestly, the palate was a lot more subtle than I was expecting.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's easy to drink. It's, I wonder how sugary it is. You know, it's pretty sugary. Yeah. Would be my guess. Like, you can't do this if you're on Atkins, for sure.
1: But uh, that, that is way better than I was expecting. Yeah, it's my first time ever having that. I honestly thought it was going to be terrible, and it is not terrible.
0: Now, can you describe this in relation to a certain other cinnamon-flavored whiskey liqueur product?
1: Oh, this is leaps and bounds better than Fireball.
0: I think so, too. I was wondering.
1: Because it's a lot more subtle, whereas Fireball is just rough across the board. Yeah. I also did too many shots of Fireball in my impressionable youth, so I— have a natural dis- dislike for it now. But, My
0: uh, uncle developed a uh, long, like he had hiccups for a week. I'm not kidding you, like a week. He had to go to the doctor, and uh, they said that it, I guess he had, um, tri- like he had like a nerve that it had like, not damaged, but it had like kind of tickled. Isn't that weird?
1: So fireball gave him nerve damage is what I'm hearing.
0: Pretty much. Well, I mean, you have to do a lot of shots of fireball, or I guess a lot for him. Which I don't
1: know how many it was. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of shots of fireball in my life, and I'm I'm kind of all set if I don't do any more.
0: Yeah. What <laughs> about shots of this um, jack fire?
1: I would not be mad at me. Like If someone's like, hey, I got jack fire shots, I before trying this, I'd have been like, I'm all set. But now I'd be like, you know what? I'll do one of those. You
0: know, you totally could set yourself apart if you were going to like a party where, you know, maybe you could expect there to be fireball. And you're like, actually, I brought the jack fire. And they're like, what's that?
1: Mm-hmm. That's like instead of bringing Jägermeister, you brought. Uh, oh, what's the weird German? one? V- I can't remember that. Where's or Sch- Yes, Sch- yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh man, I love Schwarzschild. I
0: think I still have a bottle of that. It's like the bar. classier
1: version of. Uh,
0: <laughs> my friend loved that. My friend who likes Jaeger, I had her try it, and she was big fan immediately.
1: Yeah, you know what? Let's just grab another glass out of there because these we're retiring those. <laughs> I had I had one extra one here. <laughs> An extra one here. But uh, that was Jack Fire. Again, pleasantly surprised. That was, uh, that was not too shabby.
0: So between the two flavored ones, do you have mm-hmm. a, a favorite so far? Because, I mean, these are kind of, these are brother and sister. You know, I would
1: have never a million years thought this, but I like the Jack Fire yeah. better than the honey. The honey was, was fine. A uh, little too sweet, though. Mm-hmm. The Jackfire while also sweet, not as overly sweet. And the, I don't generally love a lot of cinnamon, but it's got like kind of the right amount of cinnamon.
0: I think so, Yeah. I, I think the honey really um, stood out to me just because I haven't had a honey whiskey drink before, and I'm kind of interested to see like what you could do with it. Yeah, no, for sure. What do we got next? You know
1: Changing up the mics a little there. My first time using our new setup here without our producer, so I'm pretty confident. I had uh, me too loud and you too quiet the whole time, but.
0: I'll just uh stop shouting now,
1: oh wow, that's actually a lot better. I, I changed it and now it's a lot better, so perfect. It only took me seventeen minutes in to figure that out. Good stuff.
0: I wasn't saying anything worthwhile anyway
1: <laughs> I mean'cause I mean a little technical note, like we do tend to like i'm I'm a little louder than you on these things in general, but uh usually, of course, back in the old days, we had like one mic in the middle and we were just all yelling
0: at it doing a bluegrass style, mm
1: hmm so, next up, we've got Gentleman Jack, which is.
0: Only for gentlemen's?
1: I mean, that's why Jenny couldn't be here, because she knew we were trying Gentleman Jack. And she's like, well, that's not for the ladies, that's for the gentlemen.
0: And that's why she's doing bingo tonight?
1: Mm hmm. Hopefully, she's winning us some stuff. We won some stuff last week at bingo. So. What, what'd you guys win? Well, I won a. Uh, a sp- oh, what did I win? Oh, a, a Surly Darkness. Oh. Here. Big beer. It's like $20, $20 beer. And uh, Jenny won some ear pods. What? Yeah. And, Why uh, am I not going to this bingo? And uh, Morgan won a karaoke machine. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she won the grand prize.
0: I need to reach out to Morgan. I need to borrow that.
1: I, I feel like you could probably buy it off of her for like 40 bucks. If you I don't mm. know. That she's, seems like a good deal. I, I've not known her to be a big karaoke person, so you might be able to get that off pretty cheap.
0: Yeah. Mm. Stay tuned for the next uh, rendition of Chai Spirits Guy's karaoke version.
1: <laughs> All right. So we got, this, we got this Gentleman Jack in front of us. So here's the, the lowdown on Gentleman Jack. It undergoes a second charcoal mellowing to achieve exceptional smoothness and comes in at 80 proof.
0: So we don't know if this is any older. We just know that it's double filtered.
1: Yeah. And their whole thing they're going for here is for really easy drinking.
0: For the real, the real gentleman needs it to be a mm-hmm. little more refined. Mm-hmm. The other stuff's like for the wilderness.
1: Kind of an interesting nose.
0: Yeah, it almost feels more sub, subdued or something. It's not quite as.
1: Yeah. But I feel like there's like some depth there, though. If you really, if you really dig into it.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's a little more got a little more ash to it. No, let's, let's dive in here. It actually almost smells a little bit like a scotch to me.
1: You know what? I don't think
0: I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you like it about the same as Jack, old uh, number seven, or what?
1: Um, You know, I I think I like it a little better than the old number seven. It it has some... What's the best way to describe it? It's got that Tennessee whiskey flavor.
0: Yeah. Actually, I think it has, like, even stronger... This tastes more like Tennessee whiskey, and I bet it's Mm. because... Of that second charcoal mellowing.
1: Yeah. I uh, I don't like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do hate Tennessee whiskey, and I think you are on record for that. I, I am on record for that. I
1: Hate's a strong word. I j- have not found a lot of Tennessee whiskey that I've enjoyed.
0: Yeah, that's true, because even Tennessee whiskey will sometimes serve a purpose.
1: Yeah. But uh, this, you know, it's not terrible. It's just... Uh,
0: well, I mean, taste is subjective too, right? So a lot of people really like Tennessee whiskey. I mean, it's a whole category unto itself now. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that
1: yeah, I don't, I just there's something about I'm trying I really should let's, let's let's take a real look at this though. What are the notes you got on the palate there?
0: It was a little cherry, a little more cherry, I think, um, but not like in a good way. More like a um, like a robitussin, or uh, and it's not even like thick like robitussin. It's
1: yeah, it's kind of it's got kind of some of that like artificial fruit flavor
0: you know like a like a gummy vitamin yeah our yeah. friend always talks about that um flintstones vitamin this isn't quite flintstones vitamin to me well, like, yeah it's not chalky yeah but it's definitely got like a you know costco brand i uh, think get multivitamin. Like a,
1: i think get a little bit of like nut on it like i'm gonna go walnut nothing getting not just in your, your almond territory that you staked out
0: oh it's totally yeah there's no almond no for sure
1: for sure not but like i get a little little nuttiness to it and then i get yeah a lot of that Almost like artificial fruit flavor. I don't know. That's I have to grab. But that's what I get in most Tennessee whiskey. That's what I like. What I don't like about Dickel.
0: I do think that actually this makes me like um, Old Number Seven better because it's got less of that. Yeah,
1: I think upon further further review, I do like Old Number Seven better.
0: Yeah, I'm actually grabbing uh, a handful of our sponsored Cheez-Its to change up my palate after having.
1: If we have any listeners out there who work for Cheez-It. We would love you guys to pay us to talk about you,
0: because God knows we put a lot of money into you while we drink,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if we could win a trip according to this box to the college football playoff national championship
0: next year. Yeah,
1: I hope so because it's already happened.
0: Okay, so I've reset my palette now. What are we looking at next? All
1: right, next up we have got Jack Single Barrel, and there this is the. The regular Jack single barrel. It's I know. like released
0: from the distillery. Yeah.
1: So like for the people who are, you know, real deep into the game here, they know there's, you know, lots of different single barrel picks and various iterations of Jack Single Barrel and a lot like of
0: picks made by stores and grocery stores. Uh, yes.
1: like our lo- our local restaurants. The liquor store does picks of them. But this is their kind of I don't want to say run of the because it's it's not, but it's this is their single barrel. It's single a, barrel select.
0: The distillery made this pick. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's bottled at 94 proof.
0: Okay, so that's 14 higher than what we've been having yeah. from the... Yeah, un- so,
1: so this, as well as all of their single barrel stuff, is aged on the top floor of the Rick House.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so they're the cherry barrels, if you will. Not in flavor, but in, uh, you know.
0: Like when you cherry pick something because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's good.
1: Uh, the barrels are hand-selected by the master tasting panel. And I have in parentheses, dream job. <laughs> I, know I would like to be uh, not necessarily the Jack Daniels Master Tasting Panel, but a A Distillery's na, uh, Master Tasting Panel.
0: I like that it's a panel, too, because, I mean, master, master Taster is a lot of responsibility.
1: Well, and there's plenty of times where you're like, you know, people, people try the same bottle. And one person's like, you know, I don't like it. And everyone else loves it. It's like, well, I, I wasn't there for it. But I heard that happened with the first Windy City Sippers pick where everyone liked it except for one person.
0: Oh and, yeah. And he
1: got voted down. The and, Remus, right? Yeah, and it worked out pretty well
0: cuz it was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. right. Uh, let's see what you what do you get on the
0: nose? Actually, so this um this smells completely different from Gentleman Jack and Jack. It doesn't have as, as much of like an ashy smell or um you don't really get it doesn't even smell like Tennessee whiskey to me. No, this
1: this smells like bourbon.
0: Yeah, exactly. But um I guess I guess I would say that it's kind of a little bit, almost like pineapple-y. Something about it, it's like, definitely, almost like.
1: Yeah, I just tasted it. Tropical fruit. It's It's got a hit of spice to it. Oh, yeah. On the finish there.
0: Yeah, it's got a little, it's got that Tennessee hug.
1: Yeah, well, I'm still feeling it now. It's like a little warmth going down. Um Definitely some uh, some caramel notes there. Well, I feel like that's in every bourbon. like Caramel notes.
0: Maybe even like a little clove.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of get a little mint, actually. Like just a hint of it.
0: Yeah, I wonder where that's... Go- I mean, I, they don't really release the mash bill on it, but it could be like... I mean, the mash bill for this could be completely like a bourbon one, right? Like that's why people talk about it being like bourbon. It's mostly corn with a rye flavor, flavoring grain. I don't. I don't know that they released that, right?
1: I don't think so. I mean, they're, on their official tasting note for this, it's sweet fruit, vanilla, caramel, and a bit of spice. I definitely get the bit of spice. I think it's more than a bit of spice. Yeah. You know what's... Uh, I definitely get the caramel. I don't really know about sweet fruit. I don't know that I... I'm getting a sweetness, I guess, but I, don't, I, don't, I guess I'm having a hard time with the fruit note.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a raspberry. I think that's kind of what I'm picking up on, to me. Kind of more like a snozberry. Well, it does. The snozberries in this do taste like snozberries? Well, that could be because I was licking your wallpaper earlier. For, for both the people who got that joke, it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not too bad because there are only three listeners.
1: <laughs> hey, we are skyrocketing in our listenership, and we want to thank everybody out there for for supporting us and all the wonderful things we're doing. You're welcome.
0: And drinking, yeah, yeah. No, actually, so I really liked that. I think of everything we've had so far, that is by far my favorite. That was, it, I oh, mean,
1: that's for sure. Head and shoulders above. The rest.
0: Yeah. I would, I mean, look, if I was in a liquor store and I was kind of like trying to figure out what to buy, I'd, I'd posit that. Um, I mean, depending on what else is on the shelf.
1: Yeah. I've, I've had a few different Jack Daniels, like their higher end things, and they, they are really good. I feel like their regular, their regular stuff, gets just, it's fine. But the, some of their higher end stuff is just really, really good. Whereas something like like Old Forester, I also like their low level stuff.
0: I, I this past weekend did order the Old Forester signature.
1: You know, I, uh, stop it! I, I'm looking at John. He's like literally putting his. his go get a paper towel. Like there's a paper towel. I have a whole roll of paper towel in here. He's putting a sweater in here to clean out his glass.
0: Like, it's you can't have it without water in it.
1: Like, good lord. <laughs> but uh, yeah, between the between those five, I I mean je- the single barrel is just is just on a whole other level. Like I would be happy to drink that anytime. That's wonderful. Uh, my favorite—I oh, mean, so that's my favorite of five. My favorite of the four. Before that, I honestly—I think the cinnamon's my favorite of the four we tried before that.
0: Well, that makes sense. You—you you know,
1: because I just don't like the, the the gentleman Jack and the number seven was okay. Um, and that is what I had planned for. Luckily, we have two more things to try.
0: So I'm really excited about this next one. Yeah. This is a single barrel as well, but it was picked by a liquor store that a friend of mine, um, actually, he's the bourbon bro, uh, introduced me to. It's a liquor store in uh, Tallahassee called Market Square Liquor. And this was selected by the barrel team in 2020. It's a Jack Daniels single barrel select. Um, This one's also 47%. um, And I've had this. The bottle's about... Half consumed, not just by me, but by various tasting panels of, of friends that have had try it. And um, I'm excited for you to try it. I don't think you've had this, have you? Uh, I have not. And
1: again, I would love to get on one of these uh, tasting panels that all the kids are talking about. Because <coughs> I'm not saying that's my dream job. That's what other people are saying about
0: me. It, I mean, even if it's not your job, it could be your dream hobby. Yeah. In addition to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen, I love making this podcast. Who this doesn't? Is, this is the only thing keeping me sane during the pandemic. So it's... Uh, no, John, do you know how many episodes we've done so far at the time of release
0: of this? I think... Is this our one millionth episode? Pretty close.
1: Pretty close. We're close to like 28, but... <laughs> not bad. Not bad. We started a new season. I decided since it's, uh, it's 2022 now to uh, make this season two. So we had tw- like 26 episodes in season one, and then uh, th- this will be the s- third episode in season two.
0: Awesome. What was our first episode of season one? Uh, Bounty Rum. Oh,
1: yeah. Which we admittedly uh, recorded last year, but uh, we released at the beginning of, of January. And then uh, Clyde Mays in a commemoration of Alabama, Georgia, which we definitely don't have on in the background during the recording of this podcast.
0: And isn't distracting at all. <laughs>
1: and, uh, and then this will be the third one. So very exciting. I Cheers to that. And then we've got uh, so many more fun episodes in the works. It's just...
0: We all, I mean, it's hard to keep up with all of the ideas that we come up with randomly.
1: I know. I have like a notebook full of ideas for podcast episodes. And uh, then a lot I'm,
0: of fans come up with stuff and ask us. We actually do get
1: pitched some interesting ideas for stuff. So I'm very excited. I mean, really, the, be- the most exciting thing we have on the books... That's definitely going to happen at some point. Is the peanut butter whiskey episode?
0: I can't believe we haven't done that yet.
1: I know it's it's going to be amazing. We're I think we're waiting for the right panel for that because we need we need four people for that. Yeah, we need four people. We need a a really in depth breakdown. That's what I really what I want in that one episode is an in depth breakdown of peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> and it's going to be great.
0: It doesn't just taste like peanut butter. This one tastes like almond butter. I'm getting a lot
1: of. Cashew notes on this one. I'm waiting. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be amazing. All
0: right, we've gone far afield from this Jack yes. Daniel's single barrel from Market Square Liquors. Indeed. So I'm I'm tasting this. I already have some thoughts on a ta- on a smell. Excuse I, me.
1: This smells fantastic. The the aroma on this is wonderful.
0: Not to put you on the spot, but is there anything that you can pick out?
1: Really really digging deep here. Hold on.
0: Because I have something in mind, and I'm just wondering if maybe you pick up on.
1: Just like a hint. What's the proof on this?
0: It's uh, 47%. So, what is that for proof? Yeah, that's, not,
1: that's not bad. That's not bad. Like 94.
0: Yeah. I think it's the same thing as the other one. Mm hmm. Oh, maybe they're all 94. Yeah. It's the same as the uh, distillery picked single barrel. Well, I'm going to tell you that I get like a, almost like a Laffy, a banana Laffy Taffy. And it's a little bit like toasted. It's that's, like.
1: That's an interesting, like a. Um, Maybe like a creme brulee kind of thing going on. Yeah. The toastiness of it, but. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I get the banana.
0: It's yeah, definitely like a, a sweet fruit. I guess I do get something like that. I, mm. Is there like another like. There,
1: there is a fruitiness there. I'm just trying to put my finger on it. It's uh, it's kind of tough. But yeah, it's it smells great. It's got a. Uh, yeah, I want to say. I mean, honestly, banana's not bad.
0: All right, so let's try a sip of it then. If I have to. Hmm.
1: Oh man, that's too smooth. That's yeah. I mean, I hate using smooth as <laughs> a but
0: man, I, that's that's great, isn't it? And it's it's got like a little bit more. Um, it's, got, it's
1: got a little a little hit a hit at the end where it's like oh, okay we're we're not you know we're we're ninety four proof we're not nothing. Yeah. But uh, oh man. It's kind of more of a subtle palette than I was expecting because it, it was pretty, it's, the aroma was pretty sweet. So I was, I was expecting the palette to be also be like overly sweet. And no, it's, it's a little more
0: subtle. It's kind of like a, I mean, it's still not surprising from the aroma, right? The palette, yeah. yeah. and the taste, they, you know, sometimes a, a whiskey doesn't really taste like it smells. This, I think, is maybe a more subdued.
1: It's like if you, if you drenched a banana in caramel. Yeah. Yeah. It's how I would describe the taste of this. Yeah. which It's like a banana split, but all the ice cream's... Maybe, like, there's, like, a little bit of vanilla ice cream left, and it's just a bunch of banana and caramel sauce.
0: Like, don't picture any of this, but exactly... No, I just want a banana split, man. Yeah. This is like a banana split bourbon or whiskey.
1: This is great, man. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little more about the, uh, the barrel team here and everybody.
0: Well, so Market Square Liquors has a really good barrel team. My buddy Jeff and his late father, um, his late father was on it, and... Um, he They have so many good picks over the years, and uh, Jeff, the bourbon bro, has just like a lineup of of his collection from Market Square Liquor. So when I was driving through Tallahassee last year in 2020, well, the year before last now, um, no, no, it was 2021, this was still sitting there, I was like, I had tried a Jack Daniels single barrel that was pretty good from Jeff, and I was like, I want to pick this up and try it. So, And to be honest, this is the kind of um, bottle you pick up and you're like, yeah, this is why you take risks on single barrels from stores that you trust.
1: Yeah. Listen, I don't do this often. You know me. I'm, I'm, I play things pretty close, the, pretty, uh, pretty close to the vest. That bottle fucks.
0: Wow. That's an official, that bottle fucks. Hang on. I'm getting a tear in my eye. <laughs> in all seriousness, that really means a lot. That's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, for a Tennessee whiskey to get that kind of response from you.
1: Yeah, and uh, you just heard me like just... C- Rail like shit on <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole category. <laughs> the, like the greatest Tennessee whiskey that's ever existed. Yeah, but no, they their single barrel stuff is is good, and this one in particular is amazing.
0: Yeah, so I you know big thanks to to Jeff the Bourbon Bro for introducing me to that awesome awesome stories and history behind uh, his connection to the Market Square Liquor um, Barrel team.
1: And yeah, well, I want to thank them for you know sharing our podcast to all the their. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, customers and fans. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we tried that because, um, you know, often we we want to try stuff that you could always buy at a store. But the other thing I think that's kind of cool that we get to do is talk a little bit about single barrels from meaningful places. And also just like the importance of thinking about buying single barrel picks from stores that you trust instead of chasing after like yearly releases. Like these are the kinds of things that may sit around for a little bit but taste honestly probably as good as whatever you know the limited release that jack daniels is doing this year
1: yeah i'm i mean i tr- i tried the uh the coy hill That all the and that's
0: a jack daniels um yeah that all, the,
1: that all the kids are talking about and this is better than that yeah i can honestly say that
0: and and we like we like that 90 to 100 proof category so like
1: yeah, sure. If the people out there who are like, "I only if I don't get out of bed for under 120 proof, like, okay, well, there's not going to be a lot pleasing you then. Yeah. Other than our old Forrester single barrel stuff that we love.
0: But it doesn't <laughs> taste like 120 proof.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, this, 90 for proof, this is amazing.
0: This is great. Yeah. So Well, well done. And I think, so, it's going to be hard to beat that, but I think we have one more thing, right? We do have one more thing. Now, this next
1: and last, but certainly not least.
0: This is a little different.
1: We have a, a Jack Daniels rye, a Jack Daniels barrel-proof rye.
0: So all that shit we were just talking on barrel-proof stuff, we're going to be literally eating our words, drinking
1: m- our words. Um, can you do me a favor, John, and just look up the, a little bit of info on this? Because I, I didn't have notes on this because this was a late addition to our, uh, our tasting here.
0: Was this provided by a, a fan of the podcast?
1: Uh, this was. This was by one of our, one of our fans. Thank you very much.
0: You don't have to uh, give samples to us, but every time you do, we appreciate it. Absolutely. So Jack Daniel's uh, website says that there's an annual release of their single barrel rye. So this is not something that's easy. It's not just, you know, it might be sitting around on a shelf, but it comes out once a year. Um, And I have to enter my birthday to tell you more about this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I really started appreciating the, the sites that do, like, hey, are you over 21? Because, like, anybody can enter in a fake birthday here. Like, are you over 21 or not?
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: That's our due to- Not that, like, it matters. If- so if I'm 18 and I'm looking at the Jack Daniels website, I'm not buying Jack Daniels. I'm just looking at the website. Like what?
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's well known that people under 21 don't know how to enter fake birthdays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or what if I'm, you know, in Canada and it's legal for me to dr- – I actually don't know what the drinking age in Canada is, but I think it's 18 – if I'm if I'm in so a country where eighteen is a drinking age and it's like, eh, hey, I'm eighteen, I'm gonna check out the oh no, I can't. I gotta be twenty one.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a subset of people that just get turned away because they their high morality. Um, so all right, so the story behind the barrelproof rye is that it is it celebrates an earlier time in American history when rye was the preferred, it, it was the whiskey. If you were making whiskey in colonial America, it was rye. It wasn't bourbon. It wasn't corn whiskey. Corn whiskey came around in like the early, the late 1700s, early 1800s, became more popular when um, we had a lot more fertile soil in that great state of Kentucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, because
1: rye is a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not versatile, but uh, it's it gr- it grows in harder to grow places.
0: Well, it's cold. Yeah, it's a cold weather, that grain? Cool weather grain.
1: That's why that's why there's so much rye in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of Canadian whiskeys got a lot of rye in it.
0: Yeah, so this um this harkens to that time and it's uh, bottled at and say they say it's uncut at full proof. So um, it's their but it still has their signature smooth finish. The range uh the proof range is one twenty five to one forty depending on the year. Um, we don't, do we know,
1: is this this year? I, I don't know the specific barrel that came out of or anything. It was just a sample provided to me. Thank you very much. But, yeah. uh, yeah. I, so I don't know the specifics on it, but
0: I know I'm interested to try it. Yeah. So here we go. Well, immediately it's got like a peppery, um, smell in a good way.
1: No, for sure. A little bit of pepper, a little uh, something else there too, though.
0: Yeah. It's not like it's not like hot pepper. There's like something sweet going on. And also, this is the glass that w- you know, we've had the It's kind of like a buttery sweet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, savory almost. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's delicious. Wow, that is really good. Yeah. I don't mean to throw no, that on you.
1: No, no, it's That's good. I like a little little spice, a lot of a uh, lot of spice, a little mint. What you'd expect from a rye?
0: Yeah, I get a lot of mint to start, and then the but a little f-
1: sweetness too.
0: Yeah, the finish is um, is actually kind of almost like mapley or something. I'm trying to figure out what that is.
1: Kind of feel like it's more maybe like a vanilla bean
0: kind of thing going on. Yeah, which we all
1: know is better than regular vanilla.
0: Yeah, right. It's definitely not maple. I take that back. <laughs> it's definitely maple. Okay,
1: I take it back. It was definitely not maple.
0: No, I don't. I don't think I said it was definitely, but it's it's. Um, I could go with something vanilla-y. It's funny, on our on our tasting wheel, uh under the category of buttery, there's both maple and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Which I don't consider either of them being buttery. I
1: don't know. I feel like you get the right kind of uh like that vanilla bean I think is a little buttery.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah, I could see that I guess.
1: But I get you get that with a little bit of spice and maybe a hint of fruit.
0: Well, I will say that does not drink at one twenty five. Or 140, or anywhere in between. That's really No, this
1: tastes like it's 100 proof, and I'm sure it's 130 or yeah. 120 or something, and it's delightful. Uh, I think I still like the uh, the single barrel um, whiskey we just tried but from uh, the barrel team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Market Square did a great job on that. I think it really, between these last two ones, which both are fantastic whiskeys, yeah. no, sure. it depends on which one you like. If you like bourbon, you would go with the... Uh, the, you know, it's not technically a bourbon, but the Market Square one, and the Jack Daniels barrel-proof uh, rye, if you like rye.
1: Yeah, so. but no, both of those are great. Yeah, this is a great rye expression. Yeah. I am I'm a fan of it. So, like,
0: final thoughts. What do you think? So, I, I think their single-barrel stuff's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think that... I'm confident um, in saying that. There were really three products. I mean, honestly... The old number seven, I think, is a is a very fine example of the category that it belongs to, and that is the kind of, we're gonna have fun whiskey. We're not. We're maybe gonna mix it. We're maybe gonna sip it, but we're not really taking ourselves too seriously tonight. Then the flavored stuff, either of them was fine for what it is.
1: Yeah. No, I agree.
0: And then honestly, the single barrel um, was pretty good like from the distillery, but the single barrel from Market Square was exceptional. Uh, I think I would honestly, I would hold off on the Gentleman Jack. I would just get the old number seven and then the the barrel-proof rye. You know, if I was, I don't know, if I was like looking to add a rye to my collection, I would definitely get that barrel-proof rye if, if it was on the shelf. I think it, the thing that turns me off from that is that I don't love to chase annual releases and you're not going to see that one around as much.
1: Yeah, I typically, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I kind of from a a bi a, bio- a buyability, which is a word that is invented I like standpoint that. that is a chai spirits guys word
0: that is trademarked
1: yeah yep thank you John is my lawyer so yeah he, he knows for sure
0: but that's not legal advice <laughs> <laughs>
1: for, but from a buyability standpoint I uh, yeah, I yeah I probably wouldn't seek that if it was there great if uh, yeah it's tough because it's an annual release whereas the single barrel whiskey is a lot more available and there are a lot of ryes i like that are high, that kind of proof like as you know i am a big new Rift fan but this is very nice i would not if you
0: handed me a glass of this i would not be upset about it let me ask you something about the single barrels um you know this one from market square is probably one of the only ones that i recall seeing do you think that i mean are the single barrel jack daniel's pretty prevalent
1: well so i know they had three different single barrels um, at our local, uh, Binnie's beverage Depot here in Chicago, which, uh, I didn't try any of them, but I know they had them. Yeah. So I, I don't know that they're super prevalent, but I think they're getting more prevalent. Yeah. I, I think that's something they're picking up on, which makes sense. I mean, they they've are, they make so many barrels.
0: I bet too, like in every market, there's probably like one store that, um, that, uh, probably gets the Jack Daniels, um picks you know like you're not gonna not every store in the market's gonna get one like you know some other brands like Russell's and others they always get like all over the place you're gonna see a Russell's at this liquor store Russell's at that one
1: yeah I can't speak to like all the liquor stores in the area but uh, I know like our, my local Benny's had th- like three of those recently and I would assume they're gonna do more of that because it's such a it's, so, it's such a good product I mean I guess it kind of depends on how much they can put out
0: do you see those sit around at all? Like, I feel like this one, when I found it, it was probably March of 2021, and this was picked in 2020. So I don't know if it had gotten released recently or it, what. It
1: doesn't, you're right, it doesn't fly off the shelves, but I think it does go. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's definitely a difference between, in my experience, between the thing that, like, f- it's, it's going to be on the shelf for three hours and that's it, versus the thing that'll be there for a week or a couple weeks versus the thing that's going to sit there for... Six months. good example of that is like a Rossville Union rye pick. Um,
0: those Do they sit around or do those Oh, go? those sit
1: around forever. Which is
0: crazy because it's so good. They're fantastic, but
1: they, they don't have good marketing. Um, and so no one thinks about it. And that's, you know, that's MGP's house brand. And they're very good.
0: So many people try to get that same 95.5 recipe yeah. down to where MGP has it.
1: Well, I mean, I think... We, we know who does it best and that's new riff right but uh no, but I love I love some of that mgP stuff and it's their Rye is great. Obviously they're selling a of it to everybody but uh yeah, nobody buys those because it's, there's a bunch of them they're there, they're sitting there it's like, oh yeah I'm why am I gonna buy that I gotta, I gotta hold out for this this limited release whatever and so a lot of it is marketing like there's yeah. there's so many things out there and at least in Mike's my, my opinion and experience that, is available that's way better than the things that are limited but people who get so wrapped up and they're like oh, i gotta get this and take a picture of it and send it to my group
0: oh yeah that's this is our soapbox
1: yeah hey that's i'm, I'm here to tell you like there's of the, the, the 200 bourbons and ryes that are on the shelf i guarantee you there's 20 of those that are better than anything you're looking for that's in the back or you know not available that you're like oh my god i gotta get this bottle like there's 20 things on the shelf that are that taste better than that and yeah Maybe they won't impress your friends immediately, but they are better.
0: But by having confidence in what you've chosen and mm-hmm. telling your friends why they should be impressed with that, you can be that obnoxious person that yeah. I often am. Yeah. Just tell them,
1: like, I don't need Henry McKenna. I got this, and it's five bucks cheaper and is, like, twice as good.
0: And it's called Old Forrester Signature 100 Proof. <laughs> You're absolutely right, John. Yeah.
1: It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's called Evan Williams Single Barrel. Ever heard of it? Or Evan Williams uh, Bottle and Bond. Single barrel, is so good though, John. Yeah, and it's twenty eight ninety nine. Anyway, that's our soapbox for this. Anyway,
0: in this economy, it's with inflation. <laughs> I think it's gone up to twenty nine. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, so Jack Daniels. Uh, our, I think our final thoughts here are like the single barrel stuff's great. The lower level stuff, eh? Their flavored stuff better than we expected. Yeah, I'd, so I'd say so. stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for joining us today on our Tennessee whiskey jaunt here. What do we have coming up next? Well, we on the on the horizon, we definitely have uh, another Old Forester episode. The uh, uh, Whiskey Row series is in our near future. I can't wait. It, I know. It's a favorite of both of ours. We're very excited to really, really dig deep. You know what's going to be terrible is when I like I charge them, I'm like, you know what? Not that good. Right. Who knows? I'm very excited to try it.
0: Wait, have you not tried the others? I've tried all of them. But okay.
1: I, you know what? We're going to revisit it, so yeah. who knows? I've I've tried a lot of whiskey between now and then, so we'll see what happens. We also have our peanut butter whiskey episode coming up at some point.
0: And also, we're thinking about a Jamaican rum episode?
1: Yeah, I have, I mean, left, like, left to my own devices, we, we would do seven different rum episodes, but... Easily. Uh, luckily, there are responsible people reeling me in from that terrible take.
0: Yeah. They, you know, chai rum guy exists only because of the moderation that others forced <laughs> upon him.
1: <laughs> I know, I'm looking behind you, John, at my many shelves of rum <laughs> That I've got
0: that sounded so conceited, but I get. Yeah, no, it's a very good rum collection, primarily because it's a spirit that um I feel like you champion in a I, way that, you I do. know,
1: I do. And I, I just bought another rum today. <laughs> yeah. Another Jamaican rum for our next our Jamaican rum episode. You didn't maybe. stop
0: to ask whether you should. You just asked whether you could. And I could. No. Yeah.
1: And no one could stop me. Right. Right. So, yeah. And then in addition, I have a lot of I have a couple fun cocktail episodes I'm excited about, too. Nice. That I want to I want to we've. So many episodes that we want to do. so And luckily, we can't because we have this platform. And then if you have any fun ideas for episodes, we'd love to hear from you guys.
0: Or questions.
1: Yeah, quite like mailbag questions, ideas for episodes. Maybe
0: uh, you disagree with us because you had a great experience drinking a lot of Jack Daniel's old number seven, and you want to tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Um, please feel free to email, email us at uh, @chaispiritsguys@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
0: But we're also on Instagram.
1: We are also on Instagram at chaispiritsguys, chai. Spirits guys, and uh, we love hearing from you guys. And we will. Uh, we pro- I promise next episode we'll do another mailbag question. We had a, a lot of good questions. We just didn't have to- We're running a little long, so we don't have time for it today. But uh, we'll get you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time at Chi Spirits, guys. Cheers.